You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. This is Eddie and Marcus. This is the Average Sports Guys podcast. This is episode 45. 45. And today is Wednesday, October 28th. Man, it's almost uh, Halloween, bro. Yeah, man. And I don't even have a costume yet. I might have to pull one out of the vault for, for this week. Oh, hoodie mellow? Facts. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Um. Oh, quick question on that though. Halloween. Are you gonna pass out candy? Like I've been hearing, some people are gonna uh, go like trick or treat. I think people in, in our neighborhood are going trick or treating, but I don't, I don't think we're gonna take our kids out there. I don't know. It all depends on. Like I had plans to possibly go to a friend's house, but then mm-hmm. you know I'm still waiting on confirmation from a girl, and then we'll go from there. True. Um. But I mean, I wouldn't mind it because if you think about it, like these kids' faces, most of them gonna be covered anyway. With mm-hmm. Some type of plastic or some type of mask. I don't think it would be a terrible idea. I don't know. I'm just I'm just all about giving like sugar to kids, because one of <laughs> one of the things I did as a teacher, like for holidays, especially for you know my whole uh, passive aggressive like revenge line of thinking, I would sit there and like on Christmas and Halloween, we get them jacked a, up on oh, sugar, jacked up on sugar right before they hit that bus. Yeah, right before the weekend. Like yep. that's how I went. So yeah. Um. So my thoughts. So I was thinking I was. I'm gonna ask Chrissy, but I think I'm gonna pass out candy this year, though. Oh yeah! But I want to get a squirt gun and then sit on the front. <laughs> and these like high school kids or like older middle school kids, you right. come up with like no costume, <laughs> thinking somebody's just gonna give you some candy and just squirt them in the face. Um, That's but, right. But yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. But for sure. yeah, I mean, so many people like Halloween. I didn't even know that because oh, not, it's a thing. Yeah, it's not really a thing. For, I mean, like I like the fall, but yeah. Not. I get it. Halloween. All right. So, like I said, episode 45, um, week seven just wrapped up. So what Marcus and I are going to do, we're going to kind of switch up the lineup a little bit here. We are going to uh, just kind of break down our individual team's games. Marcus had the Thursday night game, Eagles against Giants. That was actually better than I thought it was going to be. And then the Washington football team, we played Cowboys. So we'll go ahead and go over that quickly. Then we'll get into the scores for the week, uh, week seven. We'll get into predictions for week eight. And then we'll get into a lot of the NFL news that's happening as the deadline is approaching. So we'll get into all that. So, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and tell us about them Eagles. So let's go ahead and get started. So my Eagles um, beat the Giants by a point, um, but I need everybody who listens to this podcast to put some respect on, with a capital K at the end of that, (laughs) on Carson Wentz's name because he did it again. I mean, granted, it is the Giants, but also it is a divisional game where he led us to a mean comeback despite his errant throw into the end zone for an interception. Yeah. And, um, you know, got us the win. So to start off this game, we had DJX for like three quarters, which right. was dope. Um, I think that's the longest he's played in one single game in, what, <laughs> 16 years? <laughs> Basically. Uh, but we love the dude. It's just that he can't get out of his own way with that injury bug. It's like sitting on his shoulder. But like that, that hit was unfortunate, and it, it was, was unnecessary. Bad. It was unnecessary. Like It was one of those things where 
part of me was like, oh snap, they trying to run back that uh, miracle well, yeah, new, against the giant Metal yeah, Lands yeah, type situation. The, <laughs> they trying to run that back. I said, okay, I see you, Dougie. But then again, I'm like, oh no, what if he gets hurt? And mm-hmm. That's exactly then, then, then what got happened. Hurt, right. yep. So yeah, so that that kind of bugged me. But overall, um, my one of some of my biggest takeaways is that number one, Carson Wentz has to stop trying to be the Houdini mm-hmm. on every play. I mean, we know he can do it. We've seen it. Um, we've seen parts of it in this game, but he's got to learn just to just to throw, throw the ball away. away. Yeah. Just throw it away because all you're doing is uh, putting your your punter in a tough spot, putting the team in a tough spot, and giving the other uh, giving the Giants, you know, better field position. It's one of those things that you cannot do. Yeah. So just to kind of jump in your segment, you're absolutely right with that. That's the one thing that I've noticed with Carson Wentz is that he will hang on to the ball quite a bit and I think some of those sacks aren't on him oh for sure um and I think that's kind of I don't want to say problem right I think it's too strong of a word but I think that's what you run into with quarterbacks who have shown that they can escape move shift around extend a play it's like you see with Deshaun Watson sometimes he'll run backwards to think he can you know get around that corner and and we see with other quarterbacks too that a button yeah but that's one of those things (laughs) with Carson that I've seen but I think he'll learn like live you know for another down right um so like I said, he was holding the ball too long. Golden Tate, you know, he had that one Moss catch that was kind of dope. You know, went to the, you know, scored and then started punching the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the pad that covers the goalpost or oh, whatnot because yeah. had the Eagles logo on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that didn't uh, age too well. Obviously, by the end of the game, but um, JJ Ortega Whiteside had a catch like that was a big deal. I'm like, go ahead, dude. Like um, go a, back to the bench. A catch. Yeah, just he, a actually, catch. it was just an actual catch. Mm. But yeah, you, know, you need, need sidelines and chill out and hold a clipboard <laughs> or something because nine times out of ten, you're dropping that bad boy. Um, and then like and again like before the end of the first quarter, he got it uh, once had an intentional grounding call for holding the ball too long, trying to escape. Right, right, right. right. It's craziness. Um. Ingram had that uh, that interception to Jalen Mills, which was I thought was huge. was a was a huge momentum shifter, um, where he just couldn't bring it in. And what's up with these tight ends now, just dropping balls? I've seen several games where they're just not securing footballs, mm-hmm. and it's either a turnover or it's a it's a turnover on downs or something crazy. Where it's one of those plays where, you know, it can continue the drive and possibly not just I want to say seal the game but also you know keep that clock going to keep that defense on the field and a lot of these tight ends aren't coming up big like they're supposed to um but one thing I did really enjoy from watching Carson Wentz play was watching him pick his pick apart this zone defense mm-hmm. like he was making solid confident throws throughout the entire game um which was which was a huge thing because like every week he's progressively getting better and that's what you want to see out of your your franchise 100 something I think 107 108 million dollar quarterback. Um he was dropping dimes to Fulgham again. Greg Ward was getting involved on the defensive side. Linebackers still can't cover tight ends. Um they're still getting lost in the sauce, but they did cover reverses and things like that and trick plays better this game which was huge. Mm-hmm. Granted they didn't have Saquon Barkley. But right. don't don't <laughs> but here's the thing. Don't sleep on Gollum. Like that kid Oh yeah. Ha- that kid puts his foot in the ground. It's over. Like that kid has burst. Uh, he played a really good game. Um, and what's up with Doug Peterson? And I don't know. It was towards the end of the game. Like, that when we came back, the dude actually had one of those trick. 
it was like four it was like three guys at the line and Jalen Hurts Carson Wentz lined up to the right mm-hmm. it was a crazy two point conversion I'm like what oh, are you yeah. doing dude <laughs> yeah. I'm like what is this mm-hmm. like no like I don't know um d- uh, overall I think that Doug Peterson has to get better with his red zone play calling especially knowing that your offensive line is full of holes outside of Jason Kelsey. Right. Yeah. So you really got to work on, you know, developing a pass scheme, in my opinion, for the time being, because runs aren't there because they're stacking the box. They're not going to let you run into the end zone, especially when you have, like, what, four or five guys that are either backups or backups to backups. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, um, yeah, going into that hit with uh, DJX, like, that really bugged me. Like, that was really bad. Um, the player's name was Hallman, number 45. I hope he's cut um, <laughs> because guys like that don't deserve to play football. Because it That was, was even, a dude who, who it, hit him when he was already on right, the ground, right? Because it started on the touchdown before that where Greg Ward caught the ball for the t- – no, it was a TD or two-point conversion. And then Hallman just starts jawing at him, pushing him and getting in his face and doing dumb stuff mm-hmm. and got him a penalty. So I'm like, okay, cool. This dude's about to sit and not. You know what I'm saying? The next punt – uh, they put DJs back there for the whole you no know, miracle new and new Meadowlands type situation, and he gets hurt, and he was hurt by that same guy. Mm-hmm. Like it was really annoying. Um, I wish him the best. I hope he has a speedy recovery. They're talking like eight weeks, so you're talking like what high like, ankle sprain, right? High ankle sprain, yeah. actually uh, ankle fracture. Oh wow! Yeah, he actually fractured it. So they're talking about eight weeks minimum. So if we make it to the playoffs and we get to this, the, the what second round, mm-hmm. he could play. Um, but that's really unfortunate. Um, Boston's, but here's the thing. Like, one thing I can always say about Carson Wentz, he's always going to make two to three legendary-type throws a game, mm-hmm. and that dime to Boston The Boston Scott. Scott. To me, that was the play of the game. It was the play of the game. Like, the, you couldn't put the ball in a better spot. Mind no. you, if you don't if, if you don't felt right. He's about as tall as a can of soda. That's I what mean, I'm saying. It's, it's, it's like... Little. That that ball was a laser. It was a rocket, and people need to understand that Boston Scott's not a tall dude. When I say, and you think, okay, well, football not tall is anything under six foot. No, this guy's no, five, he's five six. six. Yeah, and like he's ball small, was, small, small, small. The ball was right there in his hands. He snatched it right inside the pylon. Yeah, um, which was dope. But that wasn't the end of the game because the Giants mm. had a chance to come back, right, and possibly. Uh, score themselves and end it because it was only up by a point at that uh, at that point in the game and BG and Vinnie Curry BG uh, Brandon Graham with the strip sack um, uh, Vinnie Curry recovered and that's another situation that um, Daniel Jones has to work on is holding the ball too long especially against a team in which their front four is the is like the focus of their defense right they well but also He's got to learn to keep his feet under him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's running. right. Oh, bruh. First off, I completely <laughs> missed that point. So this dude sat there. What was it, the third quarter? I think so. And one thing we got to get better at, especially on defense, is keeping is staying home to a certain degree to make sure these 80, 90-yard breakout runs down the – well, He got down 49 the field. on us. Yeah, it was crazy. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. And then I don't know if Jeff Lurie made a phone call to the uh, to the field manager or something because he's like, go ahead and pop them sprinklers pop right them, quick. Pop them sprinklers <laughs> because this dude bit it hard at like what the the thirty, 
and just ate. No, I think it was like yeah, it was like the twenty, and he stumbled, <laughs> rolled. By the time he picked himself back up, he got hit at like the ten, down at the seven oh, or something. It was crazy, and <clears throat> it was funny. And what was even more funny is that the defensive players for the Giants, and I think it was, uh, who's that guy from the Jets that they just got? Um, defensive tackle for the Giants. I, uh, I forget his name right now. They zoomed in on his face. He was laughing hysterically. Oh, his own teammate was <laughs> clowning team him, was bro. Crying. Could was... you imagine film <laughs> session like that next day? Bro, like he will never be able to live oh, that down. Oh, he can't live that down. Like that is it. It's not like butt fumble like level, but it's it's pretty close because like Doug, he was in it. And what, what's even funnier is that he was running faster than Lamar Jackson, believe it or not. Yeah, that's what they put, said. Like they it was like twenty two point two two one or something. Yeah, something crazy. And it was running faster than Lamar Jackson. Like people need to understand. First off, Daniel Jones has wheels. Yeah, like this kid can run. It doesn't look like it. It's not. Well, the most he needed to tighten them lug nuts the on them wheels. Then that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my man, them wheels came off the tracks. So I was like, oh man. My man bit it. He started leaning forward, and you just saw the oh no, and it was it was a, it was a bad had, situation. Yeah, he was like, I've never gotten this far before. Right. All he had to do was slow up. Yeah. And because he still had like a nice cushion, he had a nice what two three yard cushion from the, yeah. from the last defender. He's lucky DK wasn't chasing him down. He got him a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh, facts. DK was running everybody down. We, we got to touch on that. Oh, we will. Oh, because here's the thing. Like one and on that same play, another thing that made me mad. Like Nikel Roman Coleman just quit. Like he just quit on the play. Like he just slowed up. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Doug. Like this is the divisional game. Like what are you Go doing? Take some money from that paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Like we need to dock you about five grand. That's like, that's nah, do some push ups, something like that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Jones, you're never going to live that down, dude. As long as you play in the NFL, actually for the rest of your life, like that's just, Oh, that will you. always just, I mean, look at, look okay. at Sanchez and the buff one, but it still pops up like, every year for sure. Like every time you slide into Philly, I'm pretty sure next time, actually for the next game, matter of fact, Philly's going to travel to MetLife and have those shirts printed up. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be on the shirt. Yeah, and you might see it on a, a Kinko's like phone cord cutout, <laughs> just held held up in the end zone. Like like Philly fans are the worst, man. So yep. you, you got to eat that. But overall, um, it was a solid game for uh, for the Eagles. One thing we have to work on is that linebacker coverage. Um, but that's just an, that's just a hole. Like every team has a hole. That's our hole. We got to work on linebackers. Um, but. Box score, um, Carson Wentz, 25 for 43, 359. That's more than I usually like him to throw because we're more of a running uh, run-first offense. But with that being said. How many said, total throws did he have? He had 20. Oh, he had 43. That's uh, still high. That's still, you still keep mad that high. No more than about 35. Absolutely. 359. But here's my thing. Like, I get it because Miles Sanders is not in the lineup, but you still have mm-hmm. Boston Scott, uh, Corey Clement to a certain degree. Uh, the kid Huntley, he's not bad uh, in spots. Um, Fulgham, five catches, 73 yards. Hightower with that dime, one catch, 59 yards. See, here's the thing. Hightower can create that separation. It's just that this dude has butterfingers, and it's like I think the lights get to him where he's like, oh, snap, I beat the dude, oh, snap, I see the pass, oh, snap, I just dropped it type of thing. Like he's really got to work on those hands. Was he, he was he watching film of Aguilar? Uh, probably. And that's another guy we got to talk about. <laughs> so it was a pre- it was, like I said, it was a good game um, uh, overall for the Eagles. Giants. Uh, Jones only had 187 yards passing, and outside of that, ni- after outside of his four carries for 92 yards, uh, Wayne Gollum, 10 carries for 34, and uh, Lewis, who was a former Eagle, 
Um, three carries for 23. So we're shutting down the run game. It was mm. just a matter of not letting QBs get loose for something crazy. <laughs> like, we got to work on that. And not only that, you got to punish them. So um, receiving Sterling Shepard, um, actually, I, was, I think I was his first game back from injury. He Was it? No, he played against he played, us. Okay, never the week, mind. The week before. So um, he came back and uh, he did he did pretty well six catches fifty nine Evan Ingram six catches forty six but he did drop that go oh, ahead no, dime you, you might be right I'm thinking of Ingram okay he did drop that go ahead dime that uh, forced the yeah. punt and that that basically sealed yeah, the game yeah, and then yeah, Golden yeah. you Tate, gotta catch that you ball. gotta catch and it that was catchable one. too it was and it was it was mad ca- it was like you couldn't throw it any better it mm. just bounced off his hands and then Golden Tate you know talking all that that yim yam had one catch for 39 <laughs> punching the goal post didn't work out for you too well and it's funny cuz i think i saw a tweet between him and um Darius Slay and he said don't expect me to uh, add you this down the third on call of duty when uh during uh, what's his face uh ground war like we can't be friends like don't don't expect me to play with you <laughs> it's real funny but yeah um Golden Tate just stop like we didn't sign you obviously for that reason i mean it's not like you're a bad receiver but you're a guy on a team at this point like you can still play but you're not in your prime anymore so i mean i mean it is what it is just go out and play football but like i said it was a good game i'm looking forward to next week we will get into that i guess a little bit later as as far as you know picks and everything but go birds um was win number two hopefully we can get win number three on sunday (laughs) (laughs) All right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Washington football team, we played the Dallas Cowboys. I um, enjoyed that game thoroughly. We won 22-3. Um, so in other football news, no. Uh, <laughs> no, it was um, – I don't even know really how to judge the game, if you will, because obviously going into it we knew Dallas was depleted on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um Unsure of what Dalton could or would really do. Um, defense, obviously, was a mess. And then, I, like I said on the show, um, I picked Dallas to win just because our team seems to find a way to not win winnable games, right. a la the Giants. So that's why I went there. I was on the, did a guest spot on the Zoned In podcast. Shout out to those guys. They had me on on Friday. Let's go. I said the same thing. Um so my team made me look bad, right? But in a good way. So <laughs> yeah. And speak um, your piece. I thought I thought overall the okay, so my takeaway was I liked the game that Scott Turner called on offense. Oh, right? for sure. So I thought we mixed in some things. I thought we got um Antonio Gibson involved in both run in, in the run game as yep. well as the pass game. Yep. I um that. I still would have liked to seen him catch more passes. They actually I believe I had to double check um pass it to McKissick more. Again, he's a former wide receiver turned right. running back. So if the ball goes to either one of those um guys through the air, I'm totally fine with that because they For can sure. catch. Um he threw Kyle Allen through two touchdowns, no interceptions, which was good. Um, he was 15 of 25 for 194. Um, Antonio Gibson had 20 carries for 128 yards, one touchdown. I mean, it was balling. I mean, he was getting busy. Um, but but again, are we are we saying he's turning the corner and getting better at running back, or is it because he stomped all over Dallas? Because so they had flash a stat. I think it was just before the game started, or just as the game started, where mm-hmm. pretty much it was like they were showing running backs for the last. 
I want to say it was like four games of mm-hmm. teams that had played Dallas, and it showed like their game average was like much higher. I did see and that. And then the, right. since then, those guys were getting just minimal yards. Right. So um, I'm not too worried about that. Gibson has shown enough flashes that tells me he'll be – a solid player, you For know, sure. as time goes on. Um, but again, I thought, I thought he played pretty solid. Um, I thought Allen, I think there was a couple times he got sacked where he, again, he was just holding on to the ball. Mm-hmm. I think it was avoidable, but overall I'm not going to critique the offense too much. Um, one thing that stood out to me, uh, what's the dude? Is it Tra- Trayvon Diggs? Stephon Diggs' brother. Yeah, plays, Trayvon Diggs, yep. Yeah, he was, corner. he was over there jawing uh, Terry McLaurin and then <laughs> wanted to swing at him or, you know, like a little push and shove. That very next play, got burnt. Terry toasted his ass. Burnt. Yep. I mean, ate his lunch. Because so. here's the thing. Like, if you are a young corner, like, we get you trying to earn your stripes and, and talk that talk, but you need to understand you got to do that against the right guy. Right. Like, you don't do that against the number one because the last thing no. you want to do is make the number one mad. Because at the end of the day, true number one receivers like Terry McLaurin is, they're not going to show you their full speed on every single route, on every single play, because they understand that being able to separate is more important than just running go routes and burning you every play. Mm-hmm. But you knew as soon as he did that, this dude went to the huddle like, I need a go route. Like, I need to just put this kid in his place. And that's exactly what he did. Well, it, it was, was bad. Well, it was funny, too, because when I when I saw it going on, like, uh, they the Fox was doing like a split screen. Right. I, they were showing like a play of another game. And then up in the right corner, it showed Terry McLaurin and, uh, and, and Diggs. And I was like, oh. man, I said, watch <laughs> this dude get burned on this next play. Right. That next play. I called it. <laughs> and he threw that basket catch in stride. My man's was gone. It was over. It was and all the then way over. the cameraman zoomed in Terry's in front. And then Diggs is in the back looking like somebody just stole his puppy. I was like, Yes. So, yeah, man. but I mean, that's the thing. Like Terry McLaurin, he's a quiet dude, but he's a competitor. Oh, for sure. He's, he's, he's a fighter. He's a burner. Um, I liked after uh, the game, uh, Ron Rivera was talking to the team in the locker room and right. he was like, look guys, I don't have much. Does anybody have anything? And Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, he was like, Hey, he's like, I got something. He's like, I know, you know, I'm a young dude. I'm not a captain or nothing, but, and he was pretty much just speaking to them uh putting in that work the last couple weeks of practice and it's like he was saying like we should have won the giants game like practice was good our game plan was good i thought we played solid and it was good to put it together and come out and do it now so then you know he's pretty much like it's the bye week like get your body right get your mind right and let's go so it was good to see him in a leadership role because again he's more reserved and quiet yeah um so that was that was pretty good um and then speaking of that yeah so we're going into the bye week um i thought our defense obviously played well now there was that hit that john bostic had on andy dalton as soon as he yeah. did it i was like get his ass up out of here right? yeah that so, man helmet came off dude was out cold like, and it was bad and and I saw it. Obviously, slow mo is going to make everything look worse. But in real time, when I saw it, mm-hmm. boom! I said no. Like that was that was the only thing I said was like no. And then you saw Kendall Fuller. He put his hands on his head. Right. Like, bro, what are you doing? Like and, that was one of those plays where I'm watching this game at home, and I don't curse a lot, but I stood up and said, "Oh!" Like it was one of those things where I was just like, "No." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, well, I was like, they're going to eject him for that. For and, sure. And, you know, like, people were saying, obviously, I got jump on Twitter sometimes during the game. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, it's just a football play. Oh, Dalton slid late and da-da-da-da-da. I do 
think there are some QBs that slide a little late. However, yes. because if you look at Bostic, so I don't think he targeted hit. Oh, I'm gonna hit him in the head because nah. he hit him with the shoulder. Right? right. It was all shoulder. Right. So it's everything's about leverage. Right. Right. So if you're a ball carrier and you're trying to get leverage over the defender, you're going to try to get lower. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when you're trying to tackle. Right. He's trying to hit him low versus hit him high. Mm -hmm. And then Dalton slid. Whatever. So it's like I figured he would be fine. I didn't assume he would be suspended. It doesn't look like the league is going to issue any sort of suspension. Mm -mm. Um, but he, he he did get fined. Um, and, you know, Ron Rivera made an apology during his press conference to Andy Dalton. For sure. And he was like, that's not how this team plays. Um, right. Again, people are going to have their opinions. I'm not going to, you know, wax too poetically about that. But um, I just – I thought it was an unnecessary situation. I won't call it dirty because I don't believe he did it on purpose. Right. Um, but it was unnecessary. It was, it was, it was not a good look. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, I thought the defense played pretty good. Uh, CD lamb, I believe had five targets for zero catches. I think Amari right. Cooper might've had one catch or something like that. And then Gallup was non-existent. And again, part of that is because our pass rush was able to disrupt things pretty much all day. Yo, shout out to my man Chase Young. He looked like a grown man among grown men out there. Right. I mean, it was killing him, Sweat, everybody. Cole Holcomb, our young uh, second year linebacker, yep. that white dude. Oh, that dude. He, oh, he was balling the whole game. He, he, he didn't care. Crushed. Oh, that was, you saw that uh, thing I sent you. So the Washington football team's official Twitter. Right. They, they would show the old, like, 80s commercial. Right. With a boy crunching on the uh, Nessie Crunch bar. And Bro. then the crunch sound was Holcomb running through Ezekiel Elliott. Bro, he told Ezekiel. Elliot, I lift. Like it was yeah. that bad. He said, I lift. I couldn't believe it. I said, Zeke, dog, I think you've been enjoying these millions too much because these dudes on the opposite sides of these balls been jacking you up. Like uh, I mean, Derrick Henry, the uh, was Derrick Henry not too long ago, and mm -hmm. then this dude comes every through week, and just blows you up. And I'm just like, yo. Every week somebody's taking his lunch money. It was bad. Even last year, too. So when Matt Ionitis last year, he wasn't hurt. He tossed Ezekiel Elliott like a rag doll. To the side. I like, said, yo. I mean, just like it was nothing. So I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I took that um video clip i put it on our instagram i was like does does zeke lift like i don't, I don't know like what's man. squats and maybe Twinkies, do some cereal boxes maybe he needs to do a little bit more plates because it's crazy right and now that's, and that's what mario uh he was like he lifts spoons like <laughs> i mean god man oh, it I, was bad yeah and i mean the only the only thing i felt bad for was just that hit to dalton but sure. outside of that i mean um our organization has been playing with you know um depleted offenses defenses yes. for for years and years so mm -hmm. um nobody felt sorry for us then i don't feel bad for any other team no um in that regard and then uh what was the dude zucchini or whatever uh denucci denucci says i was i was like i already <laughs> knew go. i was like yo it's open season on this dude oh it's, it's a wrap because anytime this kid goes up to a, a respectable defense he's gonna be running for his life yeah so supposedly he's starting this week um, uh, against our front four, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. Well, I think what they're gonna do, and we can get into strategy later, later but oh, but gosh. yeah, so he came in, didn't do much. Obviously, nobody expected him to. Um, but it, it I, like I said, all around win. I think that was the first time we've scored twenty five points because when we beat y'all, what was the score? 
that first week. I think what did we score? Oh, twenty two points or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean whatever. We scored twenty five points. But I mean it was cool. Dallas flew all the way to DC just to kick a field goal. So <laughs> it was know. bad. Yo, you know it was crazy. So Chrissy and and, and Gabriella, they were on ninety seven mm-hmm. that that day. It was shortly uh-huh. after because they had to go I think they ran to the store or something. Right. And they came back and they saw the, this long motorcade right. of like cop cars and all this stuff and then it was like five buses right and then more cop cars behind it or whatever so right. it was the dallas cowboys they were getting escorted to bwi yeah and i was like Gee. and that's how the game goes because but what bothers me like just thinking like post game and reflecting a little bit going back to that hit for a second what bothered me the most is that not one Cowboys player went up to try to do anything. Yeah, man, like, that like, was my next che- point. Try yeah. to check him. That shit's crazy. That's crazy. Like that's your quarterback. I don't. Or that's a player on your team. Like you got to defend that. It's like right. I don't care if you don't like to do it or not. It's about respect. And like you literally got disrespected in that. And then uh, the one run by Gibson. Where no like nobody ran him down like he was running through like crazy open lanes. Yeah, that like forty yard run. There was yeah, yeah exactly. There was zero effort, and I, and that mean in my head that they've given up. They've given up. That goes from the top down from the head coach. Coaches lost the locker room. Oh, he lost the locker room. Like I've never seen a Cowboys team like give up like I saw them give up against y'all. Nah. Like, it was horrible. Like I felt L- bad. Listen, every game Dak is out. Yeah. His value, I swear, goes up five, ten mil. Yep. Because you saw, okay, the Cowboys record wasn't great. No. Right before he had gotten injured. He was putting up stats. But they were they were putting up numbers. They were moving. They were trying to make up for their defense's deficiency. Yep. It's like that whole team is deflated right now. Yep. And somebody on some Dallas radio had pissed Jerry Jones off. I guess Jerry told him to shut the hell up or something. <laughs> Cause I think they were trying to speak to the whole thing. Like, yeah. like the culture here is like terrible it's now, trash. you know? And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. Like I said, what I've wanted and, and, and I said it last year, it might've been on one of the shows we did. Mm-hmm. Like I want our division to get back to, all of us being competitive, right? More like how the NFC West is right now. Like it's you know? not as fun. Like when when all, when every team is trash. Like it's it's not. It's Bro, not a good it's look. so bad. It's They're talking about look. flexing any uh, <laughs> NFC East team out of prime time to one o'clock. Like y'all might get moved to one o'clock so they can put in the Ravens Steelers. Like crazy. Hey, I mean, but like I said, it's at this business. point, at, 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 at this point, I'm thinking. Traffic. Six and ten wins the division. Six and ten definitely wins. Six and ten, seven and nine wins the division. Um, and it's all about who can put together the most consistent game plan for the rest of the season. And it, and honestly, it doesn't matter who's on the field. It's it's who's available and mm-hmm. who can put together the most consistent game plan. I'll we'll, say we'll this. I'll say this. So I, I put the bow on Washington versus Dallas, right? So we won 22-5 to five at home. That was pretty cool. Right. Um, I'll say this. I believe at this point it is a two-horse race right. between Washington and Philadelphia. Yep. So our saving grace is that we beat you guys the first time. Yep. Um, and then we play you guys week 17. Mm-hmm. So I think somehow, some way, it'll come down to that game. Probably. Uh, one of those win and you're in situations. Dallas is just going to hell in a handbasket. The Giants are trying to hang around, but I think ultimately they'll suffer a few more losses. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how everything shakes out. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, hey, I just actually thought of this so stupid, right? But 
we literally just covered the whole NFC East, which was cool. Yeah, because we did. you played the Giants, we played the Cowboys, we did. so we just covered the whole NFC East. That's sure. what's up. So let's go ahead and get into the Week Seven scores real quick. I'll let's just go, go ahead and read them out. Uh, so, like I said, Thursday night game: Eagles over the Giants, twenty-two twenty-one. Saints over the Panthers, twenty-seven twenty-four. I mm-hmm. really thought the Panthers were going to win that one. You and me both. Bills over the Jets, 18-10. I thought for a second the Jets were going to sneak up and beat them dudes because they were leading for a little bit of the game. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Browns over the Bengals. Bengals hoard me because I picked them. Uh, 37-34. <laughs> Washington over da- uh, Dallas, 25-3. Washington hoard me because I picked them on every podcast. Mm. Um Let's see. Packers over the Texans, 35-20. We mm-hmm. kind of predicted that. Uh, Lions over the Falcons. That one was interesting at the end, 23-22. Steelers over the Titans. That was a good game. Right. Uh, 27-24. It was a battle of the undefeateds. Um, Steelers are the only undefeated team left in the league. Uh, Bucks over the Raiders, 45-20. The mm-hmm. Raiders hoard me. I had confidence in them. Mm. Uh, Chiefs over the Broncos, 43-16. We are who they thought we were. Basically. Uh, Chiefs are rolling, man. Uh, Chargers over the Jags, 39-29. Um, 49ers over the Pats. That was embarrassing for the Patriots, 33-6. Cam Newton got benched in the fourth quarter. Yes, I believe they're going with another quarterback this coming week. They are. I forget that kid's name. Is it Stidham? It might be. I'll have to double check. I was I was super busy with work today because so I was trying to catch like the latest news. Right. Um, so I was watching NFL Network for a minute. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, they got to get it together. They're just – I don't think they've been this bad since 2002. Yeah. Well, something like that. Yeah, something like it. All right, Sunday night football game. That was a very good game. Yes. Cardinals 37, Seahawks 34. Seahawks let me down. Put some respect on Kyler Murray's name, dude. Yeah. This kid has wheels. Um, Cliff Kingsbury. That was like, a game of the week his, for me, man. Right. His offense is rolling. Everybody was like, nah, this this like this college, the pro stuff ain't going to work. This dude has horses now. Yeah. Like, it's a problem, and it's working. Yeah, he was he – was, definitely getting busy well both of them were right i mean yeah, so they were here's here's the thing so russell russell hold yeah so <laughs> russell wilson had three picks right so right. that's not normally like him so no. but it's 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 interesting when a player of his caliber throws for three picks right the people make excuses for it right just write it off not a big deal uh he'll be fine so it's all good right but um yeah, I think you take some of those away, and they were still right in it. Any other team, almost, I feel like you throwing three picks, like you're not even close to winning the game, and nah. they ended up going to overtime. So for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Buddha Baker had that interception and was gone, and out of nowhere, <laughs> at least he D- thought he was. Yeah, DK Metcalf <laughs> chased that dude down like a lion on a gazelle. I mean, he got him. I was like, oh man, yeah, that was <sighs> crazy. Like it was. It's one of those things where it definitely was def it was definitely a scene out of National Geographic. Like you just see his his random, like you said, a gazelle just chilling in the shot, and then randomly a, a, a cheetah comes out of nowhere and just guns him down. I mean, I felt bad because I'm like, oh, <laughs> this kid, this kid thinks he's going to score and it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> well, and then the thing is too, right? So, I love like youth sports. Right. Um. If I'm a youth football coach or any sport, really, right? right? Because you teach effort, you teach hustle, like you preach. So anytime I've ever coached, whether it was 
you know, helping out coaching football um, or coaching baseball, mm-hmm. like I always tell the kids, right? Like winning is up to you. If that's important to wow. you, that's fine, especially at that level. So statement. I try to teach the fundamentals. Right. Um, but I also tell them to me, first of all, if you're coachable, yeah, you, you'll go far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then attitude and effort. Right. Nothing nothing satisfies a coach more than hustle and effort. So yeah. what I'm, I'm saying all that to say, if I'm one of these coaches, I'm, I'm getting that tape, that play and, and, and I'm showing that like, right. it doesn't matter how, like if you think the dude is gone, like you don't give up on the play nope. bottom line, because think about it. Like the Cardinals didn't even end up scoring any points. Nope. So, because I believe they went for it on fourth down and, did. and, and didn't get it. So they, they turned it. the ball over. Yes, they did. So had, DK not hustled. That right. was an easy touchdown. So I thought I thought that play spoke volumes right. um, to him personally mm-hmm. and to the culture in Seattle. Anyway, they just right. don't give up. They're never out of it. So for sure. So I thought that that was pretty cool. I don't like that pacifier mouthpiece crap. No, um, I'm starting to see it more now in these college games. I'm yeah, like, like what, what is going I'd, on? With I'd that rather mess? I'd rather see players with the whole spinner and the in the goals and whatever they got going on versus a pacifier. Like that's crazy looking to me. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. Maybe added some horsepower. I don't know. I don't man look because I tell you what, if I see an offensive player and I play like that and I'm playing on defense, <laughs> I'm yanking it out your mouth as soon as I bat that ball. Down. like what you gonna do about it right flex on them yeah and then uh let's see so the monday night game um was a snooze fest to me rams over the bears 24 10 i was trying to watch it and get into it i just couldn't nobody like, could and it's can we can we stop with this nick Foles thing um because for the games that i've seen i mean granted yes he did win philly a super bowl but he is a systems guy our obviously our system was blown up if he was in philly right now He'd be looking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't be doing anything remotely close to the Super Bowl run. We had an all-star coaching staff with Frank Reich on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it no, stop it. Um, well, and then there's such thing as catching lightning in a bottle, right? For so sure. The Nationals did it last year in yes, Major they League did. Baseball. Um, so I think all the stars aligned just right. And Nick Foles was able to hit the ground running. I mean, right. you guys had what was it like the best offense or one of the best offenses that year anyway? Right. Um, so, yeah, he was in a system in a situation where just don't screw this up, which he didn't. Nope. Um, but if you go back over the course of Nick Foles' career, like you see him when he's the starting guy or gets extended playing time. Right. Like you see it. it I just I don't see him as a full time starting quarterback in the league no. i respect him as like a strong backup for sure to come in and spell you in spots if needed but like, like he's if, not the guy like if you think about like as far as successes in his career he had two ten to six seasons with philly under chip kelly mm-hmm. left thought about quitting got brought back in by um andy reed and the chiefs oh the was Chief. a ba- oh, was a back- that's right that's was right a backup that's right. for them um we brought him on uh from there Doug brought him in uh, from the Chiefs to Philly because mm-hmm. he was thought he was thought about quitting again, and like you said, essentially he walked into a situation where they changed the system to meet what he does best, RPO, two reads and a handoff, mm-hmm. and he, like you said, lightning and battle hit the ground running and literally had the best four game stretch of any quarterback that I've one of the best that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because he played what the last quarter of the season yes, and then did. throughout the playoffs throughout the playoffs yeah and then again the following year mm-hmm. it was just in the playoffs right because didn't Carson get hurt 
Yeah, it was just in the playoffs because we ended up playing the Bears, which he won barely, and then right. we got to the Saints and got. That's right. And got yeah, smacked. I thought it was the Saints. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Well, like I said, Rams win twenty four ten. So that was the Week Seven wrap up. Now let's get into these Week Eight picks. Let's go. I'll call them out. You tell me who you got. Let's go. We got Falcons at Panthers. <laughs> On Panthers, Falcons can't keep. If they keep a lead, they're giving it up in about 15 minutes anyway. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go Panthers there as well. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Packers. Yeah, I'm going Packers too. The Vikings are well. They just traded um, uh, Yannick Ngakwe yes, to the they, Ravens. Yes, they did. Which I'll get into that is during the news. But I think you're gonna start seeing them just get into some sort of a rebuild. Like I don't. Right. I don't think they're and and I get it. Maybe they're saying he didn't fit their system, but it seems Kirk Cousins they're just not getting it done. And, and that's and to me that makes me mad because that's one of those things where it's just like that's like a rich defense getting richer. Because mm-hmm. um, they have Clay as Campbell on that defense. They got a bunch of guys yeah. that are just dirty. Yeah, still got to work on corners because our I mean our third and fourth receivers are blown up. But that's neither here nor there. But also <laughs> thinking about. The Packers like Devontae Adams. Now that he's back, yeah, yeah, because he just everything. He just missed last week, right? Yeah, yeah, catching everything. It's insane. Yep. Uh, next up, Titans at Bengals. I'm going. You know what? I like this Burrow kid, man. Like I, for for whatever reason, like my my head is saying Titans. My heart is going with the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals with this week for an upset. Like this Burrow kid with like. AJ Green and Joe Mixon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, is he is he healthy? I don't know. But, yeah, uh, he played last week. But here's the thing: like this kid with nothing, with two players on offense, is doing damage and getting mm-hmm. numbers. I can only imagine what this kid's gonna look like if they actually support this kid, draft to fix that offensive line, and get him one or two more receivers. Mm-hmm. Kid's a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, He's. I think he's going to be good. Really and good. If they're smart enough to build around him the right way, yep. Um, I think he'll have sustained success. Having said that, I am going to go with the Titans. Um, <laughs> I feel. I feel like they're going to bounce back. Uh, um, Derrick Henry highlight fan. Let's go. Yeah. Something tells me they're just going <laughs> to lay waste to the Bengals. But now that I pick them, they'll go ahead and, and <laughs> Bengals will put up forty-seven on them. Um, we'll see how that goes. Now, so I'll go Titans. Um, let's see. Jets at Chiefs. Um, I don't. I don't think there's a game that's like an even more of a gimme than this one. You got to go Chiefs. Yeah. Um, if the Chiefs somehow lose this game, just throw away the NFL. Just throw throw it away. Cancel the whole season. Cancel it. Uh, next up, Colts at Lions. Colts. Yeah, I'm gonna go Colts there as well. I think they're playing pretty good. Coming off a bye, so everybody should have had a chance to rest. Um, let's see. Steelers at Ravens. This is me a good game. You know what? I'm gonna go Steelers because nothing has honestly told me that they should lose this game. Their defense is on point. Big Ben is killing them, and this Claypool kid, the way yeah. he torched us with those corners and the way that yeah. they have not been living up to par, he's gonna torch them. Yeah, like they're gonna spend a lot of their resources on Juju, but Claypool is gonna eat them alive. Yeah, um, I can't agree anymore. I'm gonna go Steelers there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win. They are playing at home. I believe they're letting a little bit of fans in. That's I don't like. I said this Claypool it's, kid. It's a he, division he, game. He, he's how I th- he, like. 
Claypool is to the Steelers is how I think about Fulgham, but like he has another gear. Like, right. It, it's it's disgusting. No, 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 no. I mean, I like I said, I can't, I can't, I can't agree with you anymore. Like, um, and 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 for those reasons, I'm going with the Steelers, and I respect the fact that they're what six and zero. Um, Facts. This is the first time in Ben Roethlisberger's career that he's been six and zero. Right so. at this at this age and coming back from that busted elbow. And the, shout out to Mike Tomlin. Put some respect on this dude's name. Man, Future Hall you. of Fame head coach, running this organization like from the front office. Um, there should be. There's only one coach that goes into the Hall of Fame after Bill Belichick, and it is Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stamped that. Oh, Andy Reid. Well, I'm saying Andy Reid too, but I'm saying my next person in my head, just oh, off see. of Super Bowls and, and, and or as an organization, yeah. it has to be Mike Tomlin. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Rams at Dolphins. I think that's going to be closer than anyone thinks. Oh, this is going to be a good game, I think, because they got two of starting now, right? Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to watch this one. Uh, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm 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 going upset picks all day. Let's go to it. Let's go. Let's go Dolphins in this situation. Yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins too. They're playing at home. Um, I don't know what it is watching the Rams play, and even when they played us, I, like they first of all their only wins up until that point I think was just beating us, right. like the the NFC East, um, and then just the Bears I believe, right? Yeah, they beat. I think that's what it is. Yeah, well, they, they also beat us, but it's like... That's what I'm saying. They, oh, they, oh, oh, it's with the, the, the division, my fault. Yeah, they yeah, so beat, they beat the, the division, division, and then, yeah, you're right. So, for whatever reason, Jared Goff, for a lack of a better way to say it, it's not like he's a bad quarterback, but like he's kind of like a wet sock some games. Like, I don't know where his head goes. Mm-hmm. But he should be playing in certain, like in this two losses like a lot better than he has been because it's not like he doesn't have weapons. Right. Um, so, but in my head, I don't know. I just think that the Dolphins have one of these stingy defenses. They have one of these teams where they can get you and you can't go in sleeping. So Yeah, so I just looked it up. So they they beat the whole entire NFC East. Yep. They lost to the Bills. Yep. They lost to the Niners. And then they just beat the Bears. So their only right. other win outside of the NFC East was the Bears. So um It's not saying much. Yeah. So again, I'm not saying that they suck. Clearly, when you have Sean McVay as your coach, you have oh, Kevin yeah. O'Connell as your OC. Both scheme. were former, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say Redskins. They were here during that time. Yes, the their former Redskins. We had them in the building. I'm very w- uh, well aware of what they can do on offense. We see it week in and week out. Mm-hmm. I think they'll scheme up some things, but um, I've been waiting for two a time, two a mania. Let's go. Like I'm happy for the kid. Yep. Um, and I say, like you said, somehow they sneak up and beat the Rams. Yep. So we'll both pick them there. Patriots at Bills. Bills. I'm going to go Bills. <laughs> yeah. Bills. It's crazy. This is the first year since I can remember in the last, what, 20 years right. that you would always just typically just pick mm, Patriots. Patriots. You yep. know, yep. so. Yep. Yep. And times have changed. All yep. right. Raiders at Browns. I'm going to go Raiders because I like their defense with Jonathan Abram on it. Um, their front four is nothing to shake a stick at either. Mm-hmm. Not even a linebacker. Like, that whole defense is legit. Um, I like the direction that they're going. Um, Aguilar, dude. Um, dude's been balling lately. Like, I, I got to give it to him. Like, he's not dropping babies or anything. Like, he's actually <laughs> showing up, catching passes. I think he had, what, like, something crazy, some crazy amount of yardage last game. I don't well, he had that one catch. Remember, and I texted him. Like, oh, you know, yeah, that Aguilar. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one Moss Lake yeah. catch. Like he's, do, like, he's doing great things out there. 
But um, I think because there's not as much pressure on him and he's not a, he's not a part of an organization. Well, granted, Raiders Nation, they will, like, get on you, but I don't think they'll get on you to the degree that Philly fans and, and the Philly fan base does because this man was eating it. And ultimately, it got in his head, and you know he was just overthinking plays. Mm-hmm. And being, I think, being out in Vegas helps him out a lot. And he's literally being the receiver we initially drafted him to be, and the receiver right. that we saw in the Super Bowl. So yeah, um, so he's getting back to form. I'm gonna go Raiders here. Uh, Browns are gonna be without Odell Beckham. Oh I'll yeah, that's right. that in the yeah. NFL news. Yeah, but. Greg, my man, if you are listening, this is the last time I'm going to have faith in these Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Because I picked them and they let me down. Let's go. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we'll go Raiders there. I think I think they can get the Browns. Yep. Um, next up, we got Chargers at Broncos. I'm going Chargers, man. You know what? My man Herbert got his uh, first win as a Charger last week, I believe. Is that what it is? I well, think I think two wins now. Well, it could be two wins. Um. Second one, I like this kid. I like what he has to bring to the table. I mean, he's got legit receivers. Defense is nothing to be afraid of. I mean, I'm sorry, nothing to shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're really good. Um, I think he's only going to get better, and I think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that you're going to have to watch out for within the next two, three seasons and mm-hmm. not take them lightly. So I'm definitely going with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers here as well. Um, one thing I'll say, and obviously we'll have all offseason to talk about it, but I hope Anthony Lynn does not lose his job. I hope he doesn't. Record. What, this kid like is this, what this kid is doing, like what he's shaping up to be, yes. they're going to have another offseason, another draft. Like you're going to get free agents that want to go there. Keep like. It's especially I think after, he's a good coach. Especially after watching Hard Knocks and the culture that he's created on like that team. That How could you not keep him in this organization and doing what he's doing? Right. Legit so, head coach. I love what he's doing out there. Yeah, so more to see on that. But, yeah, so Marcus and I both picked the Chargers there. Yep. Next we have Saints at Bears. Saints. Saints. <laughs> um, it, hey, it is what it is. Hey, man. Um, the 49ers Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks there. Yeah, they're going to come back angry. I think um, Raheem Mustard is out again. Yeah, messing up my whole fantasy situation, man. I need <laughs> you to come back. Like, he was consistent 15 points a game. Now I ain't got that. Like, what's going on? And and first off, DK is going to come out you know, <laughs> ready to stomp some guys and show his Russell Wilson. This man put on muscle for a reason. Yeah. So, Why do I feel like the Seahawks are always playing at home? This is another home game. Uh, Man. I feel like we Star- need to, do they get more than eight home games? Like, it feels I mean, like must love the coffee. Starbucks is out there, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, then the Sunday night clip is Cowboys at Eagles. Could be flexed. <laughs> could <laughs> listen when I was reading that. I texted you about that too. I was reading that, and they were talking about um, yo people were like tweeting the NFL. They was like, "Hey, hey, commish, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and get this moved." Let's get this done. Yeah, one dude was like, "The <laughs> NFC East should never be in a primetime game," and I can't, I can't argue uh, that. I can't argue that. But I'm gonna go Eagles. I gotta go Philly at this point, and it's not necessarily because. I mean, do you want to get into it now? Or do you want to hold on for a second? Uh, let's just run through it. Yeah, I'm just the, the so so the last game is just Monday Night Football. Okay. Bucks at Giants. We'll both go Bucks. Eagles. Yep, Bucks. 
Um, so yeah, just quickly go ahead and get into just give us the keys to victory, how the Eagles are going to win, and then we'll go ahead and get into the NFL news to wrap up the show. For sure. So keys to victory for my Eagles is to keep keep doing what they're doing. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of zone looks just based off of how terrible. Oh yeah, they got. I don't think they have. They, they don't have. They, they don't have the person. They don't have the personnel to run man because it's it would be a torch fest. Uh, even with our third, fourth. Fifth, six Walmart guys. They, they're still burners. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to have to play zone. Um, Carson Wentz is going to continue to pick them apart, make relatively good decisions. He's got to learn to throw the ball away. And I still think we need to lean on the run more, trust Boston Scott, because like you said in that graphic in your game, mm-hmm. running backs that you wouldn't think would get off, get off against the Cowboys. And yeah. Again, in their heads, they've quit already. Right. Like they're, they're tanking for Lawrence at this point. I think I think you're really going to see that this week. Yeah. Um, I think our game against them was just the beginning of that. Right. And obviously it's gonna it's not gonna be fun for Danucci because Oh, he's gonna get killed. I mean, you think about it, he's got one week to really learn the offense. Um Right. And then their offensive line is full of holes and you have guys like Vinny Curry who in, who plays well in spots, like yeah. in the rotation. You have Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, I uh, just Javon expect Hargrave, like dude. I, I expect feel bad a lot for of you, bro. handoffs, quick quick passes, slants. They, that's if, what they're gonna. If they're smart, they would try to exploit your linebackers. They would have. That's the only thing that they can honestly do, and lean on that rookie tight end they have, um, uh, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz yeah. to go up against Nate. That kid Nate is Gary. nice, man. He's he, he's actually pretty nice. But that's the only shot that they got because, like BG, he got um, what's his face, um, Derek Barnett. There's just guys back there that just don't care and will eat your lunch and then mm-hmm. laugh at you after they eat it. Like it's a problem. Like yeah. even, and so I mean. I don't think that they're going to – he's going to – I mean, so Danucci's not going to have much time to pass. I mean, big play Slay is going to be out there. So he's either taking away um, Amari Cooper or um, or CeeDee Lamb. So you're left with, um, well, Gallup out there, which you could get the ball to. But like I said, I don't even think he's going to have time. It's just going to be a crap show. And then Zeke is either going to fumble, get hit in the backfield a lot. It's there's just it's just a mess out there. So Yeah. Um, well, that wraps up week eight with our predictions. Marcus gave you his keys to victory against the Cowboys. I don't think I see a way that the Cowboys really win this game. Really quickly, Jason Peters is back. Um, Rager should be good to go on Sunday, and then Goddard is back at practice. So we'll see. He plays on. See if he plays on Sunday. Outside of that, I mean. Okay. Yep. Cool. So since – oh, real quick. So teams on the bye this week, right? Yep. So I had somebody reach out to me and said, hey, you should say who's on the bye. For sure. Because we put our show out before Thursday. I know people set up lineups. Yep. If you have one of these defenses, find another one. Washington, Arizona, the Houston Texans, and the Jaguars. Yep. Like – and make sure if you got Scary Terry, you got to set him down, swap him <laughs> out. Like Cardinals, out. if you got Kyler Murray, uh-uh, not this week. Nah, like so, yeah. so adjust accordingly. Those are the four teams that are on the bye. Um, so getting into the NFL news, and we'll go ahead and fly through this uh, real quick um, since we just wrapped up with the Eagles. So I did hear there was rumors about Ertz. You guys were shopping him. There was a couple teams interested in him. The, the before, Ravens were interested. Before he got hurt. And I can't remember the second team. The, the Lions. I think it was somebody. the Lions or like a team like, I don't know, like Miami pops in my head, but I know for sure it was the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, um, They were definitely. They were, they were shopping that man. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. I would love for this guy to be a homer for his entire career, but he seems to have slowed down lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
Goddard's on the come up. I mean, Richard Rodgers has been a stud since he's been on the squad. Like, I know we're year to year with him, but mm-hmm. in, like he saved us in in several games over the past two seasons. So, yeah. All right. So I think the biggest news um, <laughs> in the NFL this Bruh. week is the Buccaneers signing Antonio Brown, which is disgusting. Yeah. Um, you talking about the rich getting richer? Um, it's terrible, dude. And like, if you even look at the contract details, like it's all it's a hundred percent incentive. Incentive. Well, why wouldn't it be? I mean, it kind of has to be. And then Arians is like, dude, you cut up, you're gone. So the contract itself is a 750k base salary, 250k per game for a, literally just like acting right. <laughs> so you get 250k <laughs> for for just showing up and not being an idiot. And then he gets another 250k for 45 plus catches. 250k for 650 plus receiving yards so 651 yards that's another 250k and then another 250k for six plus tds um and then a 750k bonus for a super bowl win so yeah so the max on that deal is 2.5 million which is basically nothing but um yeah you're talking about an offense that is adding another top three caliber receiver Mm-hmm. To Mike Evans, Gronk, and Chris Godwin. Godwin, yeah. Like, what are you doing? This, why? Like, why even play out the rest of the NFC well, conference? It's disgusting. Well, 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 here's the thing. So I had said it on the, on again, shout out to the Zoned In guys. Uh, when I was on the Zoned In podcast on that Friday, the one question that I have is not whether Antonio Brown is going to act right or anything like that, but is there enough footballs to go around? Ooh. So I think that'll be the interesting thing. Um, yeah, I think they will bring AB in slowly. Um, so I, th- but, but Tom Brady being who Tom Brady is, they're going to get a lot of work in after practice and all that stuff. Um, as far as like timing routes, one thing AB is good at is vocalizing to the QB. And and I don't mean in a rude, disrespectful way, but nah. like he'll say, okay, based on how this defender is defending me, I have this route all day. Right. You know what I mean? Something like that. So he's good at making those, adjust- like helping his quarterback make those adjustments. For sure. So, um, yeah. At this point, I can easily pick the Bucks and the Seahawks to be in the NFC Championship game. Somehow. Absolutely, and that's going to be a game. Bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely see there. Um, other news: Odell Beckham torn ACL, so he's yeah. out for the remainder of the season. You hate to see that. Landon Collins with the Washington Football Team torn mm-hmm. Achilles, he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so I, I did forget to do Washington Football news. It was like super quick because we're on a buy, so I don't have much. Right. Um, we did the, the team did reach out to Eric Reed. They yep. offered him a practice squad spot he declined that okay um he said he knew money wasn't going to be like high but he doesn't want to take the uh practice squad uh practice squad spot which segues into the next signing and that is the Ravens signed Des Bryant to the practice squad yes they did so it's, it's a tale of two different people right because you have Des Bryant who's like Man, I can't stop crying. Like I'm, I'm, I'm back on the team. I'm back in the league, and he's on the practice squad now. Clearly, because he's got to go through their COVID protocol and then kind of learn he's gonna their, see, he's their gonna offense. But he's going to eventually like move up. Um, so I don't understand it. I mean, I, I can't say I fault Reed. I get it. He's quote unquote been blackballed because he took a knee with like Colin Kaepernick or whatever. Right. Um, I know Ron Rivera said at the beginning of the year he didn't feel like he didn't feel like Eric Reed fit 
the defense that they're running here mm-hmm. um, because we had a Landon Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we didn't have Landon Collins, that Eric Reed would be the first one that he called. Right. Having said that, he declined. They've um, elevated Cameron Curl into okay. the starting um, safety role, so we'll see how that goes. Let's go draft farm um, system. We got this. Yeah, so the the Shazer Everett's been playing well. Okay, in place of Troy Apke. Okay, um, so I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you I'll take s- Nate Jerry while you're at it? Yeah, Let's no. just go ahead and take that man <laughs> off the <laughs> roster. Yeah, no, I'm all right, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty much it as far as watching football news. So back right. to the NFL news. Uh, like I said, the Ravens traded for Yannick and Gakwe. Disgusting. Uh, I believe he's from PG County. Yes, I think he he's is. From Bowie. Disgusting. Um, now nah, they're trying to set up for that playoff run, man, bro. Because they need. Because they're. Because I can tell you, in the back of their heads is the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes and what this man does to them on the regular. Like it's it's one of those things where. There's always one team. I don't care what team you have that you feel like always has your number, and the Chiefs have. I mean, I'm sorry, and yeah, the Chiefs have their the Ravens number, number right. and it's one of those things that they're just trying to plan for that. Yeah, um, it's interesting. So, what the Ravens are five and one. Mm-hmm. I believe the last two times they went to and won the Super Bowl, they started out five and one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Um, I remember in 2012, I don't. They weren't supposed to beat the Patriots to go on to nope. the Super Bowl, and they ultimately won it. So, you never know. Hopefully, I mean, I I, I did want to ask you. So, the signing of Des Bryant, what sort of impact do you think he's going to have? Third down hands receiver. Period. So that's what I was thinking. So I don't think he has the speed to create much separation no. anymore. I think his best bet. I still think he has hands. Yeah. But I think he's one of the. He's just be a big body guy. Right. So I think he'd be a great red zone threat. Absolutely. Um, but like you said, the, that third down hands guy. Um, now it's going to depend too on how he can boogie because if he can run those short to intermediate routes and especially in a zone oh, you can sit sure. in the zone and do those types of things. So maybe he can hopefully down. draw enough attention. Maybe Hollywood Brown will be able to get open a little bit more. Yep. All I know is that the Ravens are like tied for last as far as uh, receptions. Mm-hmm. They're last as far as receiving yards and 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 all those things. And they're still five and one. So again, I, I don't like well. I didn't like Dez when he was a cowboy because he was just that a cowboy, right? So that's what I'm supposed to do is just hate the Cowboys. So um, I do think he's been a solid player his whole career. I mean, he's, he's been good. Um, I think he'll have minimal impact, if I'm just being honest. Um, but it's also going to be if Lamar can even get him the ball. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. The Bengals traded Carlos Dunlap to Seattle. They yeah. need to get some much-needed um, pressure off the edge there. Uh, I was kind of hoping they would have traded for Ryan Kerrigan. Um, mm. I I love Ryan Kerrigan, right? He's 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 been a lifelong you know Redskins Washington football team player, but he's getting minimal snaps because of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So they mm. will rotate Kerrigan and um, um, Ryan Anderson in. Mm-hmm. Kerrigan is still productive, but again, he's not getting many snaps. So my whole thing is he still has some years of productivity he left. He does. Ship him to a team who can use him. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I mean. I feel you. I would, I would assume at this point you can get a, a second, maybe a third for him. Yeah, because he's still productive and he still blows stuff up. So, right. I mean. And I mean, he's in great shape. He's, he's great never shape. really been injured and, and nah, anything he's, like that. He's, he's durable. He is available nine times out of ten, period. So. 
I mean, we'll we'll see. But I mean, it, it, I mean, all things point to he'll he'll stay right. here. But as far as a Carlos Dunlap, I'm hoping that that provides Seattle enough off the edge because I think that's ultimately what's going to hold them back from getting deep into the playoffs right. or and or excuse me and or to the Super Bowl right. is going to be the lack of like pass rush on the defense. They just can't ever get to the quarterback. For sure. Um, Cowboys traded uh, Everson Griffin. Yes, they did to the Lions. Yes, they did. They're and they're cleaning house. They then they. They, they said they're going to cut Dontari Poe. Yeah, you sent me that thing, so I looked it up. Yeah, so Dontari Poe and Daryl Worley, their corner, uh, right. they were informed that basically they're going to be cut if there's no trade offers. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely clearing it up. And then my last thing as far as NFL news, so the guy's not in the NFL yet, but um, Trevor Lawrence has hinted at him possibly staying <laughs> Foregoing the NFL draft and playing his senior year next year. So he doesn't have to pay for the Cowboys. What are <laughs> your kidding. thoughts? So here's the thing. I think quarterbacks, especially prospects as good as Trevor Lawrence, they don't want to go somewhere and die. So he's keeping an eye on what teams he could possibly land mm-hmm. with. And if he ultimately doesn't like what team he could possibly go to, He's going to stay in for another year um, because nobody wants to go to a franchise and die. So, I mean, but here's the thing. It's also one of those things where I think he also comes from a, a pretty well-off family, so money's not really a thing, so he can do that. But um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I think it's a 60-40 thing where mm-hmm. it's a 60% where he'll probably go to the league and 40% based on who ends up basically with the number one pick he'll he'll be like yeah i don't know i don't know if i want to go there right type situation so i mean we'll see yeah so my feeling on this is he's clearly slated to potentially be the number one overall pick mm-hmm. right these guys contracts are ridiculous those those rookie deals especially for the f- guys in the first like couple of picks of the draft right. are all but guaranteed right so yeah. they're not going to typically just move on from you cut you whatever no um he has a chance to make money. Not only that, but you're by staying your senior year, clearly you're going to risk injury, yep. um, all those types of things versus getting it, it, you know, going to the league, getting your money. If you get hurt, you get hurt, but at least you have something. Right. Um, I can't say I fault him because what people choose to do with their life is their business, right? right. I always go by the motto of live and just let live. So I don't blame him, but... If it's a thing of, I don't want to come out because I'll potentially go to a crappy team, mm-hmm. let's just get this off the table. You're going to, to a crappy, crappy team. team. <laughs> like, one one way or the other. Now, if he's going to look at it from an organizational standpoint right. to say, okay, right now it's looking like the Jets will have the number one overall pick. Who the hell wants to go there right. with the way that organization, organization is run? Up. I right? that for so, sure. So for that, I can see it and I can understand it. Now, if you take a team like Dallas, right, for all intents and purposes, let's say they mess around, got the number one pick, and they decided to move on from Dak because they can draft Trevor Lawrence. All things would point to Dallas just having a down year, right? Right. Just say decimated by injuries, that's how it started. Dak got hurt, didn't make anything any better, and now everything's just kind of gone off the rails. So you would look back and say, okay, Dallas has typically been a decently run organization, Mm -hmm. so if they have the number one pick, sure, I'll go there. Not a big deal. Um, So if it's that sort of thing, that standpoint, because if you think about it, once a QB or like a player in the top like couple picks are drafted, right. like think about it, it's a four year deal, right? 
then the team can exercise that fifth year option. Mm -hmm. And then they're pretty much going to franchise tag you that sixth year if they can't get a deal done and you're trying to get out of town. Um, So you got to look at it as like almost six years before a player can truly test free agency and kind of decide where it is that they want to go. So I can understand, again, if he's looking at it purely from an organizational standpoint, but Mm -hmm. ultimately something tells me he'll he'll come out. For and, sure, and go because I think as time get as that time gets closer to the draft and and when they have to declare, um, dollar signs are going to flash. He's he's going to get companies that are going to reach out to him for endorsements, endorsements and all these types of things. And people who say, "Oh, they're not in it for the money and this and that." Like, really? If I go to work, I'm in it for the money. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's just be real, <laughs> right? Like, I don't work for free. For sure. So that's why you you see even a lot of free agent players, right? Mm-hmm especially the older ones, right? they're going to do one of two things. I'm taking the money or I'm going to an organization that can give me the best chance to win a ring, right? right? Because they're at the tail end, so they're trying to get one or the other. right? But you see, a lot of them, they, they'll, they'll go places because it's, it's they're, they're paying me the most. So right. um, I think ultimately he'll, he'll forego his senior year and he'll enter the draft. Where he goes, I don't know. I mean, this has just been an ugly year. Ugly if you, season. If, if, if you look at a lot of the teams just in general – it's been it's been brutal. Like teams you thought were just like who typically in a normal season are usually pretty good. They're just awful. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. There's about, in my opinion, five good teams. Yeah, and and then there's everyone else. There's everybody else. Um, one more news point that um that I just thought of. Jason Peters back expected play Sunday at left tackle. Oh jeez. We know Jason Peters <laughs> and we we know what he means to our organization. He is a future Hall of Fame tackle. Like don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But left tackle is not his game anymore. Like this dude, he he can't stay in front of anybody too much. I'll say this on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um he has to pick his spots and to move laterally at his age with his much with as much wear and tear as this guy has. Right. You're only going to get maybe a half out of him. So why not put this dude at left or right guard where he can – well, actually, in my opinion, left guard to where he can coach up uh, Mylata, who's been playing outstanding at left tackle. Why pull him? Why? Is mm-hmm. it because, oh, well, we did give him more money? Screw that. No. Right. No. <laughs> no. Because the money's going to be trash anyway if this dude sit on the sideline again because he's only in for a half. Like nah, put him at put him at left guard and let him coach up my ladder. Like that's that's what needs to happen. But that's that's the last one I got. Yeah. All right. So Marcus and I ended the show last week with uh, a question of what did we do? What was one thing we did in high school to to basically keep from getting in trouble? Facts. Um. So we had a good time with that one. So this week we are going to do elimination. Right. So let's go. I have five all white shoes. Right. So we was prime time. These shoes were popular when, when, you know, we were younger. For sure. So which ones were the best? And then which ones would you get rid of? So I have the all white. Now, mind you, these are all whites, all white Reebok classics. Got the K-Swiss joints. Got the all white Converse, them all white Air Force Ones, and then the all white shell tops. Which ones were the best? For me, I'm going to go with shell tops why in my head they don't crush 
because of shell tops. <laughs> um, that was a thing in my community. Like you could not walk around and your shoes be crushed. Like thank thank God that somebody actually invented those anti toe crush shoe inserts. Oh right, yeah. Uh, because um, I didn't know about them for the longest, and you know, once your shoes started to crush, it was basically time to get a new pair. Once you got to high school. With that being said, the worst shoes on the on that list, I like to call two steps. And also, if you're from Baltimore, <laughs> you also call these shoes two steps. And what are two steps? Those Air Force Ones. You take two <laughs> steps. You take two steps. They are crushed. They are scuffed, and you got to get a new pair. And so, for those who don't know what crushed is, we're talking about creases, creases in, 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 in the toe. In the toe, exactly. Um, they look nice, fresh out the box. Like you can't, you can't deny that. But as soon as you lace them bad boys up, take yeah. two steps. It's over. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so you're going to go with shell tops, right? So I'm of the belief, right? To me, shell tops, I wouldn't wear all whites. I like the white and black ones. Like, I mean, the the black with the white, Uh um, to me, those are just classic, right? I'm going to go air force ones, but (laughs) you are absolutely right in the sense of (laughs) them some bitches, they, they crease quickly and they can turn yellow on you in a heartbeat, heartbeat, right? But you are having nothing compares to opening that orange Nike box. Facts. Pulling that little paper back. And you see them joints. They're glistening. Like, Air Force is shiny. He's like, man, I'm about to kill him in knees. You get kill one scuff on those things. To, man. You got, a, you got a party to go to on Saturday. It's on. But I will say out of all these shoes, so again, it's the white Reebok Classics, the K-Swiss, the Converse, Air Force Ones, and then the Shell Tops. The, the Reebok Classics was the most comfortable. Yeah. In my opinion, I get it. So, but I I gotta stay with my Air Force Ones, even <laughs> even with all their faults, right? <laughs> it's kind of like the Washington Football Team. It's like in all their faults, they're, they're still my favorite. So, I feel you. yeah. So, all right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the shell tops, no, man. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, those are my go-to. So, all right, everybody. That puts a wrap on episode forty-five. And as always, we thank you for listening. We encourage and invite you to subscribe, to like, to rate the show. Um, As always, head over to our website at AverageSportsGuys.com. The links to our social media is there. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, We have our team merchandise store. The link is on the website. Um, And then, again, we also partner with FNXFit.com. You can get the link on that side as well. Don't forget to put in our promo code, which is FNXX52. Yep. And that'll save you 15% off your order. That's a special discount code just for the average sports guys. So we're going to give it to our listeners. Again, we appreciate y'all. Head on over there. Support them. Again, it's 15% off. Um, We have merchandise. Like I said, I just sent some stuff out too. The guys at the Zoned In Podcast out in California. Let's go. Um, Send them some shirts and a hat. So, yeah, man. It's been fun, and we'll do it again next week. Let's go.